Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And in this one, we're previewing the Texans versus the Titans with our special guest, Davey Hudson, who covers the Titans as host of the Believe in Titans podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And it's great to have you on the show, Davey. What's it like to have a real NFL football team? Because we don't we don't know anything <laughs> about that here. <laughs> Robert, first off, thank you for having me on. I thought you were actually going with the, the Keyshawn Johnson reference there for a second because, according to him, we're not a real 8-2 and two football team. But uh, it's it's been fun, man. This season has been one in which you had a lot of ups and downs early. They start the season off 2-2, two and two, and you're thinking, oh, gosh, so much hype coming into the year. It's going to be a letdown. And then they decide, hey, we're just going to roll off six straight wins, five of which were playoff teams from a year ago. And the excitement in the area has been it, – it's been a roller coaster of emotions whenever you look at, all right, yeah, we're, we're winning and everyone's liking how this team is playing, especially when you look at the fact that they're doing it with a lot of no names at times. But people, when you really pull everything back and, and you look at it from 10,000-foot view, they're thinking this team has some magic about them. There's something going that allows them to continue to grind out wins even whenever – they might not necessarily be the most talented team out there. And and a lot of Titans fans are just wanting that to continue and, more importantly, get a lot of people healthy. Davey, I remember being out at Texans practice when Mike Vrabel was in charge of the linebackers, and it was so impressive to watch him coach that position. With all the Texans coaches and assistants I've seen over the years at Texans training camps, Vrabel was the most impressive. What have you seen or heard about him that's either impressed you or surprise you? What what makes him so good? The thing I would say that makes Frable the best is he's been there. And when I, I say been there, I mean, you talk about a guy that played in New England, played for P- Pittsburgh, and he did it at such a high level. And he just garners the respect of his players. He understands what they're going through. And he's not a guy, I mean, you can even look back to his numbers as the DC in Houston. It wasn't like his defenses were that great when you try to break everything down from a statistical standpoint. But he just garners the respect of his players, and he does a great job of playing that CEO-type approach. And, and in that role, he's done a really good job over the last couple of years, at least in my opinion, is growing. I mean, this is the first time as a head coach, but he's really grown in decision-making. And just there will be times I think he trusts his guts more than maybe what the numbers necessarily say. But he's really gained the respect of a lot of fans. And, I mean, we know he has it from his players. But the fans were a little iffy at first, and he's just really grown into this role as the head coach of the Titans. And I think a lot of people, one, have been quite surprised whenever you go back and John Robinson, the general manager, makes that decision. But where you're headed and you look back at the Titans, really at the last decade before Frable got there, it had been a lot of down times for sure. And he's had a winning record every year, 9-7 and seven being the worst, and ultimately made the playoffs a couple of times and have got the Titans to the AFC Championship game, which hasn't been touched in years here. Yeah, I don't know if they know this up there, but Houston has been called Patriot South. And somehow the one guy that's had any sort of success coming out of that system, coming out of the Patriots as a coach or, you know, just anywhere, it seems like, is Vrabel. It's so frustrating because, you know, we put Bill O'Brien in charge and Casario in charge and all these guys that, you know, I don't know if any, well, we know Bill O'Brien had no idea what he was doing, but still doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, of course. And, <laughs> and, and Vrabel 
was the one guy that looked like he knew what he was doing, and we just let so frustrating. We let we let that the, the one guy that knew what he's doing coming out of New England get away. Yeah, I do feel for Texans fans that had to sit through the Bob years, especially there towards the end when I mean it's just it it really is sad to, to see kind of how he managed that roster and how things shook out. And I mean, I don't have to tell you guys about the current situation you're in is primarily you can lay solely at the hands of his, you can lay solely at his feet, but with, with Vrabel and you talk about the Patriots connection. I mean, it's, it's really the same thing up here because John Robinson, I know they pulled him from Tampa Bay before he came to the Titans, but he had spent a number of years in the scouting department with the Patriots. And as soon as he got the job, they started bringing in a lot of Patriots players. You saw Malcolm Butler come in and, uh, then Dion Lewis was here for a bit and I could go on and on about the names, but it's one of those things to where it was, it was interesting. And I, I guess to, whenever you do look at it, Vrabel for as many years as he spent in the Patriot system, we kind of talk about how he was the last one to get the the say in the matter for seeing the Patriots, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick dynasty fall. Whenever Logan Ryan ended up having that pick six for Tom Brady's final pass up in new England. The AFC appears to be wide open, man. Is there, is there still a feeling in Tennessee you can get to a Super Bowl without Derrick Henry? I would say that most people are are going to say no to that question. But what a lot of people are thinking and, and the hope is, we know the Jones fracture, the timetable for Derrick Henry's return. It's It's really iffy, and there's a broad range of when that could possibly allow him to get back if, if he does come back. I don't think people are thinking, you know what, this team's going to make a Super Bowl without him. But what you're hoping is, okay, right now the Titans are 8-2, and two, the next best team in the AFC. They're both sitting at 6-3. and three. Well, the Bills are one of those teams. The Titans have the head-to-head over them. Ravens, their losses are all to AFC teams. The Titans right now only have one AFC loss. Granted, that's a bad one where they lost to the Jets in overtime, but that was probably the – the kick that the Titans needed to get over whatever was ailing them early in the season. And they've, they've really turned it on since, but the thinking is if you can somehow get to only dropping two more games, you go five and two over this final stretch, that should be good enough to get the one seed. If you get the one seed, obviously you're going to have that first round buy, and then you're thinking, okay, well, if you can just get a really good matchup for that divisional round, you beat that team you're already at February pretty much because the AFC championship game would be, I believe it's, it's it's either January 30th or January 31st. And at that point you're thinking, all right, that's been at least three months. Maybe Derek can come back. And at that point, if you get him, anything's possible with the way the defense has been playing Ryan Tannehill having to adjust with not good offensive line play and his weapons have been dwindling as the season has gone on, but he still finds a way to make something happen when it matters most. So it's it's one of those things to where if you just look at it on paper, you're thinking there's no way this team can can make the Super Bowl, but they just go out and prove everyone wrong. My favorite bet all year is if the Titans are an underdog, I just take them to win straight up. It's usually when they're the favorite, I start to feel a little nervous. Yes, we know that f- feeling with uh, some of our sports here in Houston recently. And, and I don't know if anybody in Houston has noticed this, but Deontay Foreman, yes, that Deontay Foreman has been the Titans leading rusher the last two weeks, although just 59 yards total in those games. How in the world are you winning with Deontay and the corpse of Adrian Peterson? Yes, the Adrian Peterson experience so far, that's that's one to where you're hoping maybe he can turn back 
time just a little bit, but so far we haven't seen it. Deontay Foreman, I will say, he spent some time with the Titans over the last couple of years, and we knew that he was a a hard runner, and you're like, all right, I like this guy when he comes in. Obviously, it was not a lot of action whenever you had Derrick Henry healthy, but you're thinking, this guy's got something, and that, that was one of the players that a lot of people, myself included, whenever Derrick went down, you're like, we need to go back out and get this guy, and I'll be honest, I didn't follow him as far as his other stops and what he was able to do there. I know he had a a stint with the practice squad in Atlanta earlier this season, but his health has kind of been one of his issues whenever he has been with the Titans program to where you're thinking, well, if he can hold up from that standpoint, he'll be salvageable. And the running game's been pretty much non-existent the last two weeks. It's just that simple. And you're thinking, well, all right, the Rams, they've got a pretty good run defense. The Saints, they got a top five NFL run defense. And you're thinking there's a week for those guys to finally turn it on. Can Deontay Foreman, can Adrian Peterson go up against the suspect run defense for the Texans? And you're thinking if they can show some promise here, maybe that'll allow things to start to accelerate in that department. And then just another week of learning the offense. Hopefully that'll help them figure some things out because right now, Jeremy McNichols battling a concussion. He's their third down back. So if he's not able to go, Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman are going to be out there for majority of the game. Unbelievable. If you guys can keep it going with those two guys. And and I'm going to try to say this with a straight face, Davey. Is there anything that has you worried about the Texans this week? Are there matchups? Is there a disgruntled equipment guy who could put itching powder in the uniforms? What what you got? <laughs> I, I say this honestly. I, I, I never go into a game against a divisional opponent just thinking the Titans are definitely going to win. I mean, whenever you you watch the NFL, I, I know as, as someone who primarily call, covers college football, you're thinking, all right, this is a give me. It, it doesn't really matter. There's no reason for concern. But I, I say it, and I know it's a common phrase, but man, any given Sunday, we just saw the Jaguars beat the the Bills 9-6. to six. So it's, it's definitely possible. And I think with Terod Taylor healthy, it's – it's definitely something he can create some magic. I, I mean, I've seen him take over at moments before, obviously it's not been on a very consistent basis, but it does bring me some worry just because I know the Titans one can't stay healthy. And if they have somebody else go down at another position, there's a chance they really do falter there. But from just a pure matchup standpoint, I wouldn't necessarily say that I see it for this, this Texans team this week, but there are a couple of guys that I'm thinking if, if they're able to go um, Brandon cooks always, causes some concern whenever you just look at what he's been able to do over the last several years. Uh, Grenard's been able to get at the quarterback as of late, I, I, I guess, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of the, the Houston Texans team. But yeah, because um, I mean, as we've seen, one mistake can go against you. Obviously, the Texans coming off a bye. Hopefully, they've. If, if you're a Texans fan, you're thinking, all right, get some more rest, clear the mind a little bit, come out here, and you got a great opportunity to play upset. Yeah, you mentioned Tyrod, and, you know, hey, he looked good the first couple of weeks before he got hurt. Last week, a disaster, although part of the issue for Tyrod right now, the Texans' three best off- offensive linemen, including the two starting tackles, are out, and it wasn't like the O-line was good to begin with, so he's had that working against him. The only thing I can think of is maybe the new O-line was helped by the bye week. They They get to work together for a second straight week, which has been unusual this year, and Tyrod maybe doesn't gift wrap the football to the defense like he did last week and the Texans turn the ball over, which they've been good at, and the defense can actually get a TD with a turnover. I'm really working hard at this scenario, Davey. It's exhausting. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's that's what you're going to need. You're going to need 
the Texans just to protect the ball all around because the last two games, I mean, we've talked about how the run game has been non-existent for the Titans, but they have won these two games against the Rams and then the Saints because of being able to force turnovers whenever it really mattered. You go back to the Rams game, picking off Matt Stafford on back-to-back plays, which pretty much got them 14 points uh, within a, a matter of seconds. And then this past week playing the Saints, it was the special teams. Dylan Cole was able to force a fumble on the opening kick of the second half. And then the Titans were just able to go up because they've not been able to sustain long drives. And right now, A.J. Brown's not been playing good. He has had some critical drops. Uh, his head just doesn't seem like he's been in the game. I know he came out and he, he talked about battling depression. And it's it's one of those things to where we think everything should be good moving forward with him. But I know that no Julio, no A.J. – or sorry, no Derek – teams have been able to kind of just make sure to keep him in check and he could really use a pick me up. And maybe this is a game where he takes advantage of a, a, a secondary that definitely has its woes. But if, yeah, go, I mean, I guess I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah, if, if the Texans can protect the ball, I think they got a good shot of staying in this one in the fourth quarter. Who's a player with the Titans that you don't think's getting enough love for what's been going on this year? Oh, it's it's definitely David Long Jr. And I know he missed the last couple of weeks, but that guy just came out of nowhere at inside linebacker and has been playing at a Pro Bowl level. It still remains to be seen whether he'll play this week, but he is somebody that just came out of nowhere. He got a little bit of a fan flare whenever he was mocking Travis Kelsey after basically keeping him in check all game. But David Long Jr. on the defensive side, if I had to go with the offensive side, it would be right tackle. Uh, Dan Quesenberry and uh, Quesenberry, sorry, David Quesenberry. Uh, David's just done a really good job of filling in uh, where you're not expecting him to have to be in that situation. The Titans have whiffed two years in a row on who's going to be that right tackle. And now you've got a guy who great story over, over the years has, has battled cancer at times and has come back from that and is playing based off pro football focus grades at a, a really high level. And so he's been a guy that even though the Titans have been battling injuries across the offensive line, having to shift in guys. And whenever it comes to that, the chemistry has been off at times, but he's remained solid. And it's one of those things. I know a lot of people typically don't look at the offensive line whenever they're asking these questions and they're thinking, yeah, who's that guy that's kind of, you really got to worry about, but I, I, I want to give that man some props because he's been playing at a really good level. It just amazes me that you're saying the words, uh, David Quesenberry, a, a key guy. I mean, we know him and Deontay Foreman is your running back and, uh, and Randy Bullock, Randy Bullock's your kicker. What, what's your confidence level? Oh, in Randy, man. What's your confidence level? And we know him well, and uh, he's a good guy. Houston native. Uh, the Bullock experience though, didn't go too well here, Davey. No, and that's one of the things that you go back to the Titans in 2019. When Ryan Suckup went down, it has been a revolving door at kicker. They've had 13 different kickers, and they finally have settled in on Randy Bullock. And he's only had one game where there was a mistake, and you're just like, man, if you correct that, it's different. And it was the Jets game. He missed a field goal in overtime to end that one in a tie. But he has been very consistent. He's found a home in Tennessee, and I expect him to be the kicker long-term moving forward because it's it's one of those things. I know he's got the nickname Fat Randy out there. A lot of people are just like, this guy's just been a journeyman as, as a kicker for multiple teams, but for whatever reason, he's been very confident, and I'll say that I've been confident whenever we've been sending him out there. I, I really hope that trend continues, but it was something where Titans fans – no matter whether it was an extra point, chip shot, field goal, 
before Randy came out there, you were just like, there's no telling if this is going in. And as of late, that guy has been on top of it, and we're not having to be very concerned about the kicking game. Yeah, Mike Rabel for coach of the year, if you can get that out of Randy Bullock and Quesenberry and all those guys. And the, t- the Titans are favored by 10.5. Outside the Dolphins, the Texans have just been hammered on the road. H- how do you feel about that spread? Anytime I see a double-digit spread in the NFL, I start to be like, eh. But right now, just with the way the Titans are playing, even though that they've now used 82 different guys this season, which the, the NFL record's 84, and we got seven weeks left, they just continue to grind it out. And and the physicality for the Titans, I, I think with the Texans team playing, like from what I've seen so far, I think the Titans could get the edge there. I have this game being 13 points in favor of the Titans. But yeah, if if, if I really had it, you're like, you definitely got to put money on it. I would say the Titans cover in this one. But the, the only reason I would I would hold back would just be waiting till some of the injury news comes out because there are still a lot of guys we're waiting to see whether or not they're going to be cleared to play this week. I'm not much of an over-under person, but I saw the over-under is 45.5, which means more or less six touchdowns and two field goals between the two teams to get that over. I just got a hard time believing these two teams can score that many between them. Yeah, I'm right there. Ever since Derrick Henry went down, I've tried to avoid the over-under, and it's mainly just because, one, the Titans' defense have been able to create so many touchdowns as of late that it's like, well, that's definitely going to sway that number for the over, but I just don't trust the offense to be able to put up a ton of points. And you just find yourself in this weird dilemma where it's like, ah, what, what should I take? And so I've, I've learned just, uh, Hey, we're just going to sit this one out. If our listeners want to find you on Twitter to ask questions or get a little Titans insight, where do they go and remind everyone about your podcast too? Certainly Robert. Yes. So you can find me on believe in Titans the podcast you can find anywhere you find all your other podcasts. We're, we're everywhere. I, I do the show alongside former Titan Denard Walker, who uh, is is great guy that really does give some insight. And he played for the Titans back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And LSU grad, if you, if you got any Tiger fans out there, uh, he caters to that crowd as well. But you can find me on Twitter at Davey underscore Hudson. That's D-A-V-E-Y underscore H-U-D-S-O-N. And yeah, man, always interested in, in chatting with people about the NFL. You got college football questions as well. I'm there for that. Just anytime any fans want to talk sports, I'm game. Yeah, lots of Tigers fans here in Houston for sure. Big LSU contingency. Davey Hudson, host of the Believe in Titans podcast. Thanks so much for the insight for joining us, man. Robert, I really do appreciate you having me on. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.